Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Confidence, my sweet confidence. I felt like singing that. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's Friday. I'm feeling good. I've got a friend on this episode. Welcome to the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. I'm your host, Kelsey Dara. And you know this podcast, baby. We're here to talk about things we are unsure of, that we question, life's journey, life's purpose. But this is a very fun episode for me, not only because this is my friend, but because I think your journey is so fun and interesting to talk about. And it's, it's so like, it's so um, unique to like the experience of people our age, but also n- not that crazy when you like learn more about what you do. Okay, enough being ambiguous. I have got Matthew Francis, famous chef, producer. <laughs> You're a fucking author of a YA novel, and you are on this season of Hell's Kitchen's Young Guns. Matthew Francis, my friend, thanks for being here. I'm so happy to be here and just. To- talk shit with you and just yes. have a good time. Now we know each other from the BuzzFeed days. You are famous in my mind for uh, making over a hundred. I mean, I don't even know how many videos you made for Tasty, but for those who aren't like immediately clicking, Tasty are those videos you see online where it's like top down in someone's hands, making a bunch of stuff. And like, what did what were the stats? Like one in three people in the world have seen a fucking Tasty video. Like aliens have seen Tasty videos, I think. Yeah, it was like one in three when I was there. I'm sure now it's like every, every single person. human being yeah, and every aliens. organism I mean, specimen. It's, yeah, billions. And like, yeah, the, the videos I made at the time had millions of views. And Gosh. now I'm sure it's like, I can't even, you know. So it's like, it's just beyond. I'm happy I was there for a while I was there. Yeah, I learned so much and it was great. Yeah. yeah, so that's how we met. And I just remember being like, oh, I remember when you came in, it was a big deal because you were a fucking chef like you had gone to some fancy school which i know i know because i'm obsessed with the book kitchen confidential anthony bourdain's book and he talks about cia because i remember Mm -hmm. being like what he went to the cia and it was like no it's the culinary institute of america which in y'all's world is a huge fucking deal like you went to the harvard of cooking school in america right yeah, basically. I mean, you know, people may debate certain things, but it's like a real college. I get a real degree and it's also like one of the best culinary schools. And it was my dream school as a kid. Aww. And so when I finally got in and I got to go and it was like beyond all I ever could have imagined. And I met friends that like had the same passion as me for the first time. It wow. was just, it was really, really beautiful. And like, I'm I'm grateful that my college experience was like everything I could have ever wanted and more. So. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a typical college experience. Like we're not talking about like fraternity and football games. We're talking about like foie gras and like fancy yeah. feasting. I don't know. I was trying to make it all F's there, but like, 
you went to the Harvard of cooking schools and then you went to like the Harvard of digital companies. Like you've, you've remained, oh man, there's going to be so many food puns. I was going to say, you've been like in the filet mignon of your life for a very long time. And now you're a contestant on Hell's Kitchen, which like we'll get into, but I want to rewind a little bit and talk about like how you even got into food and cooking and ending up at a dream school like the CIA. Uh, well, for me, you know, my family always really loved cooking growing up. Like my dad did more of like the savory things, you know, like grilling and made dinners and my mom loves to bake. And so we were just always around food as a kid. Aww. And I was, I probably ate way too much food, you know, because I, <laughs> I used to, uh, yeah, exactly. And I ended up, um, when I was young, I was around like 310 pounds. Like I was like really pretty hefty and that's because I was eating good food all the time. My family didn't care that we ate a lot and I would always watch like food TV. So it was just like <laughs> all over. Um, and also I was like in the closet when I was young. So mm. I think maybe it's some emotional eating, but mm. then, um, mm. you know, later in life, um, like when I came out and I lost some weight, it was, I realized that I still love food and I mm. always have and always wanted to be a chef. So um, CIA was always like the dream school. The first yeah. time I heard about it when I was, was like, I was watching Iron Chef America when I was like seven or eight and they said CIA and I was like, uh, like a school what? for ninjas? <laughs> like, and I was like, I, and so, and then I like looked it up and, and so yeah, that was always my dream school all throughout like high school and um, like, you know, I was, that was my goal was to get yeah. good grades and get good scholarships to get to CIA. Mm. Um, and what's really fascinating though is like, it's like, I had, it's interesting because I have like waves of my life, right? Like I'm sure you can like yeah. relate to that. Everyone can. Yeah. But like, it was such like a mission of mine to go to CIA and my family doesn't have a lot of money. Like my parents went bankrupt like mm. around the time when I was in high school and they flat out told me, they're like, we can't help you pay for wow. any kind of college, yeah. let alone, let alone um, CIA. Yeah. C I mean, CIA costs for four years, it's about $160,000. <sighs> yeah. So I, and I, but I was like, I'm going. And so wow. I just, I applied for every scholarship under the sun. I, um, I did cooking competitions. I did mm. recipe contests. And yeah, so when I oh went to CIA, yeah. So when I went to CIA, like I had, so I earned a lot of scholarships. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I earned about $175,000 to pay for oh all of school. God. And I, I made a little bit of a profit off of college, which is like, I know Hysterical. not relatable. Hysterical. No, yeah. I, I mean, you have a viral, like a, a semi-viral oh, yeah. video of like going to college CIA debt free and you bring yeah. up a lot of like the systemic issues, but you seem to have tackled the issue before it became an issue. Like knowing what you wanted to do and having such a set goal. I mean, that's pretty rare to have that when you are so young. Well, thanks. And like, I think, yeah, I think having the goal from a young age was helpful. And then also the fear of like death. Like I, I, <laughs> I and I, I know everyone has that. And I, yeah. and now looking back, it, it feels, I'm really proud of what I did and it feels cool. But at the time I was like, oh my God, I just like can't be like oh my, my parents. Like, I can't have debt. And um, yeah, but basically like I, I, so James Beard Foundation, you may have heard of that. Yes, but tell for the listeners who aren't like obsessed foodies like us. So <laughs> well, the James Beard- You're a Beard chef, I'm a food, sorry <laughs> to bring you way down to my fucking level, but. Oh, For well, people who don't know <laughs> if people. Well, if people watch Hell's Kitchen. They might not think I'm me the chef anymore. We'll oh, see. Please. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so James Beard Foundation is like the Oscars of food. Basically, mm -hmm. they're a gala that was or and like, you know, organization that was set up um, after James Beard, who was like a food writer, a food like TV personality. And he kind of like he kind of created what American cuisine is as today. Wow. And um, and so he's a like, huge and they always have every year. There's like a, an award show where they give up the best awards in food just like the Oscars or Emmys yeah. or whatever. 
Um, and they also have a scholarship program. And uh, so I'm very heavily involved with them. I really love James Beard. And growing up, like, um, I, you know, idolized James Beard and, and the yeah. organization as well. And I, when I was a senior in high school and I was applying for like little local scholarships and stuff, there was one rare scholarship that popped up, which they've never, they, they never had it before. They never offered it again. And it was like the, the James, or it was the um, Elks Family Scholarship. And it was $42,000. And they offered one in Ooh. the world. And, and I, I know, and I applied for it and I just like laid out like my dream for life and what I wanted and I got it. So that, holy yeah. shit. So that paid for my first and second year of school. So I didn't have to necessarily worry like right away. And, but then I was like, okay, so I got the good one. And then now I have to find scholarships while I was right. there to pay for the final two. Wow. So like. I got some local ones from like my hometown and then while I was at CIA I was like continually making videos to apply for things. Oh that's gosh. how I learned how to make video and that's, right. and that's and that's how I um and I would make recipe contests and I would like compete so like I went to the Super Bowl when I was um, Oh my god. Like me and my friend Cullen did like a competition where we had make like PepsiCo game day grub yeah. match food and the win like so you had to like compete and Burrell was like the judge for it. Wow. And she came to CIA they filmed it. Uh, really? I was like 19. Oh and um, we, yeah, we competed against four teams, then it was two teams, and then we got to go to the NFL and we got to watch the, um, it was the Flategate with like um, the oh, Seahawks. Oh, yes. So oh, I was, yeah, we were there when like Katy Perry was like floating in the air. Like oh that was, God. we were there. That's the Super Bowl, right? Like that's what they always yeah. say. It's the Katy Perry show with football involved. Yeah. yeah. And what people don't know is, she, I think she was like stuck up there for like five minutes <laughs> after when they went cut to commercial because they couldn't get her oh. down. See, this is all the behind-the-scenes things that you yeah. only learn from you. But, uh, but it was like a scholarship money, too. So we, me yeah. and my friend Cullen, who was my best friend, yeah. we, uh, we won like $5,000 for wow. school. And so I, just oh did, I, did like, I did like five competitions like that, and that all ended up paying for school, which oh, I'm so wow. grateful for. And that cushion that I got of a little bit extra money allowed me to you know, not have any debt, which like, it's like Mate, I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Uh, and then it gave me the freedom to be able to say, yes, maybe I will take that job and go to BuzzFeed because wow. I couldn't have afforded anything if I hadn't had that. And so it just gave me a little bit of a cushion to feel confident enough right. to say yes when BuzzFeed offered me the job. That's so funny because like, I remember it being that it was a big deal that we got like professional chefs. Like I remember it was like, it was not the other way around. Like, oh. wow, BuzzFeed's offering you a job. We were like, ooh, we got people, like they got the white coat and the hat. Like this is a big deal. They're coming to like make real food because I made a fucking tasty video before tasty was tasty, right? Like yeah. we were, I didn't fucking know. Like if I go back and watch that now, it probably looks disgusting and awful, but like <laughs> the same people who kind of like help launch tasty were the people giving me notes to be like, oh, yeah. you need to brighten this. Like food looks better when it's clean, blah, 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 blah. So I remember it was a very big deal that you guys were coming in to like buff us up and, and make us yeah. legit. And then coming from CIA was even a bigger deal. But like, I have to like, all my only knowledge of CIA comes from Kitchen Confidential. And yeah. it sounds like if you could imagine like Hogwarts for cooking, like it yeah. is no fuck around. Like you are getting the training of a lifetime. Like he, I know Bourdain dropped out. I think like, didn't you drop out like three weeks before he was about to graduate? Yeah, it was a little bit early. But yeah. he got what he needed. He, he got the experience. But, like, yeah. it truly sounds like fucking hell 
to mm. be in culinary school and then it seems like even fucking more hell to go into being a chef and it seems right. like even fucking more hell to be in the restaurant management business why yeah. the fuck would you do like why the fuck would anybody you have to be a specific type of person to yeah. like you get the idea from those movies right like the chef films and things where yeah. like you kind of got to be a little fucked up and super into cocaine and kind of an asshole but like you're not that i mean i don't know if you do cocaine but you're a very nice person like you're very yeah. together and like i mean you, you are definitely to me someone who has perfectionism tendencies but i don't know if they're um, like debilitating to you but like talk to me about being that kind of person that would ever dare get into this business uh yeah well i would say like many people as a kid like you see it on tv or you go to a restaurant and you're like so wowed by the food that you think it's not as hard <laughs> watching it right and right. you and you it's really romanticized in media which is, yeah with, yeah and you're like oh, yeah, i cook at home i can cook in yeah. a restaurant right um <laughs> Uh, but no, it's it's very very different. And so uh, going to CIA, of course, was very hard. And you're right, it was, it really was like the Hogwarts of school yeah. of like culinary school. And one day I want to make like a, a show about CIA and like oh, why know, is I that would, not out there already? I don't know. I it, I'm one day because I'm gonna make it. That's why. Right, right. Okay, let's be, I want, heard it here first. <laughs> I want to narrate like a narrative, like a actual characters when they go to. I want because it, it's like beautiful. And we have a big great hall that's yeah. like the Hogwarts. It looks uh, like a castle. Yes, and yeah. it's like it just it's a whole other world where. Like you have like cooking classes and you also have academic classes, but it's like oh you, you do really, yes it's, it's so basically I will I'll get into what you're saying uh, soon but yeah it's like yeah. It's, it's like it's like basically you have your cooking classes and uh -huh. you have academic classes so like let's like say your math yes so we had we had co college comp writing we had math I had I went to a reading film course uh, uh. film course. Oh so my basically, God. it's like you have like, so in the morning, you're either, you're, or you're either uh, a.m. or p.m. And if you're a.m., you get up at like, like, like 3 a.m., you go oh. in to do like, yep, and you do like your lunch shift, and you, you cook until like maybe 1 p.m., and then you're like done, but then you have like one class in the p.m., so like, maybe like your um, calculus class or whatever, oh. or like managerial wow. account, or like managerial accounting, because you know, right. we have like a, I have a real bachelor's degree, so you have yeah. to have like the, the courses for a bachelor's degree as well. Right. Holy um, shit! And, this is this yeah. is crack cocaine college. Like yes, this and so does if you went to normal. if you went to like and you had a PM class, you would do class in the morning. Like you take like you take like college comp in the morning or business managerial accounting in the or history class in the morning, and then you'd go in at like two PM and go to like nine PM. Oh. Yeah, and that's so, like they're prepping you for the real world of being a chef because if you look at any chef's schedule, these people yeah. don't sleep. Exactly. I don't know how you uh, have time to have a life. Yeah, um, but at the same time, it's like we were all in it together, and it was like you're like mm. in the war zone. So yeah. like it was just it was an experience, and I, I'm I have so many friends that wish they could go back. I'm happy where I am in life, but it was such yeah. a beautiful experience. Um, and yeah, That's so amazing. as as for the craziness, um, you know, so you do feel like you're in a restaurant there, and they basically say that they could condense like ten years of working in restaurants down to only like you know. Uh, two years of schooling, right? Because wow. that's what because you like you're like into and you like you do cuisines of Asia, cuisines of the Mediterranean. Oh um, my god! You know all these different cuisines from around the world. Yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing. Um, but then uh, when you go into like restaurants, it's like the same thing. Just it's like your real right. job where you're getting right. paid for it, and people right. can get angry at you more than you can in like school. So <sighs> I, I worked in different restaurants. I worked in Seattle, Washington. I worked in Cape Cod. Uh, like Provincetown, the gay resort town. Yes, amazing. Um, and so, and so, I had some real life experience, but 
from my time at CIA and from that, I learned that I don't necessarily want to be a restaurant chef, right? Right. right. Um, and I'm glad I learned that lesson young because there's plenty of people who, like, they, they go to school and then they imagine Try it's going to it. be romanticized <laughs> and then they go to a real restaurant and they're like, oh my God, this is like so much work. I can't yes. handle this. It's so much stress. You don't yes. get paid. You don't get paid a lot. No. You can like cut your fingers off. You can get yes. burned. So it's, 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 it's but then it's like if people who really do love it and are really good, you're like, wow, you yeah, know, they're the best in the world. They exactly. become like that. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they're not famous or they're not like the chefs, like some of like some cooks who are like prep cooks in restaurants are like badass motherfuckers. And, and they're, they're still like, famous in that world. Yeah. Which, like yes. you get the respect the most as being like, you know, the best dishwasher in New York right. City is like better than any fucking guy yes. in corporate accounting in, you know, yes. America. <laughs> Yes, and so it wasn't really an easy decision for me mm. to to leave restaurants because I did really love it. It was like a such an adrenaline rush, but for me, I I wasn't like the other chefs where no. they loved to get a shift drink, they loved to do yeah. the substance stuff, and and I'm just like I like to I like I'd go home, I'd have like so my shift drink when I was in um yeah uh, Seattle wasn't like alcohol it was tomato it was like tomato juice I like, <laughs> like tomato juice so like, it was like it was like a virgin margarita or I mean a I virgin love. bloody mary because yeah. I was 19 you know yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, but then also for me, if you are in the restaurant world, you have to be like so dedicated and mm. uh, and you can't really have outside things. Mm. And so I also was like developing passions for film and for yeah. writing and for editing. And I learned that if I were to stick with just restaurants, I could do food, which yeah. I love, but then I couldn't do anything else. No. And so I was like, well, maybe if I go down a different path, I can do food and other things I like. Right. Right. Um, and so while I was at CIA, I started making um, little yeah. dumb food videos for yeah. fun before BuzzFeed. Like I just made silly dumb ones. Um, and <laughs> Didn't by the we time, all, though? We look yes. back and we're like, oh, Jesus Christ. But I was oh. having fun. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, and by the time I graduated, I had like 300 or so that I made. And that's what, and that's wow. what BuzzFeed. Yeah, but they're really bad. Like, don't. Same. Yeah. But they saw that I had like a stack of videos and they were like, okay, if this girl's just making dumb videos because she loves it, like she must really yeah. love it. And like exactly. combining that with food was like, yes. the per you came at the perfect time. Yeah. Like, and so like, BuzzFeed, yeah. BuzzFeed saw ahead. them and, and they're like, and they're like, hey, we saw your videos. We can teach you how to make better quality videos. But hey, we, we want a young little like trained restaurant chef or, you, or you know, trained chef. Would you want to come work for us? And, and that's how BuzzFeed happened. So I, I graduated in December of 2016. And two weeks later, I was in L.A. Sorry, not BuzzFeed. Holy fucking shit. I don't have to take a break. Like hard pause just to like acknowledge that because yeah. I did yeah. not go. I mean, I, I, I have a disaster college story. The <laughs> listeners know here I dropped out of three colleges and like was just like, what am I supposed to do to develop like unhealthy substance and relationship problems? And then eventually stumbled in like drunk to BuzzFeed, basically, essentially. I think the video <laughs> that I submitted to get my resume in front of like the people who said like, OK, we'll give her an interview literally involved a crack cocaine joke like oh perfect they, i don't know how they were like yeah she's edgy we'll take her <laughs> brand here but like i remember watching that back and being like oh my god like why would i send that in somewhere to a professional setting it was authentic it was real yeah it was fun it was authentic for some someone out there would be able to relate but um so you you know you go to buzzfeed and i feel like that's the mecca for a lot of people but what i find interesting is like you already had like passions for these subjects like being able to merge your two favorite things and get paid for it must have been so amazing and like i know i know the ecstasy of buzzfeed life like i know yeah. the highs and lows and i know exactly probably the the same experience you had but you were on a completely different 
vertical. Like you yeah. were just in that food zone and I'm over here doing like comedy videos. So like, yeah. what was that like to be in, you're like in the entertainment business, but not really like you're in a specific space of entertainment videos. So like, yeah. what was that like for your career journey, I guess? For me, it was perfect because yeah. if I'm being honest, like I would love to one day be influential and be like a, a great artist to create a lot of things, but I don't want to be like a famous. I don't really care about like mm. me necessarily. So Tasty was perfect because I was able to create art and learn a skill and not have to be on camera all the time. You just know, because I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mostly just my hands. There was a few that I was in, like my face yeah. was in, but it wasn't like my, what was like great about what I was making wasn't my face and it, right. my popularity wasn't tied into me, right? right? And you know, BuzzFeed can be competitive and like, and mm. and so I'm just glad that I was able to learn how to edit professionally because I mm. knew some things, but like with Premiere and with like professional lights and cameras and then being able to work with talent, right? So like mm. for a Tasty video, I would direct, um, you know, Nikki for like, you know, her classic family Chinese dish, right? right. So like I would be able to work with talent and then it yeah. taught me how to um, direct how to like do line reading and how yeah. to like all this stuff that I never would have learned if I was right. just doing it by myself. Right. Uh, so I'm very appreciative and I learned so much and um, I wish I could come back and visit and like because I'm I now know. I'm far away and I, I miss all the people. I know. You know. Well, like we're all spread out now. You know, yeah. I, I feel like I get to run into BuzzFeed people at like events or birthdays or something. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're all going like hanging out. It was a special time that we were all there. Yeah. Um, but I what I think is interesting too about like your trajectory is that you've shown that there's not just one way to be involved with like food, right? Like yeah. there's, so, I think that's what Instagram did for food, um, like photographers or food. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know what to describe people that just go around and taste food and talk about it. But like I, yeah. for a very long time, just wanted to do that. Like yeah. travel food critic. I don't know. Yeah. Now they've got like Netflix shows about it and stuff. And and I, I think that that's what's like unique is that you paved your own way and you took a chance on being like, I don't want to just be known for this one thing. I want to, you know, inject my passion and identity into multifaceted parts of, of, of the food business. If you don't, before I go any further... You know, I have a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. I mean, we are dealing with a robbery that just happened. We are moving on a very stressful timeline. I'm two years sober. My birthday is coming up. I'm turning 20, 31. Oh, my God. I'm just 21. Always well thinking. Anyways, guys, life could be just like falling and crumbling apart, but it's not. You want to know why? Because I am using better help baby that's right i am going to therapy every week and best of all you can be joining me huh need better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist it is available for clients worldwide and they have licensed professionals who deal with issues like depression stress anxiety relationships sleeping trauma anger family conflicts lgbt matters happy pride grief and self Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> Anything you share is confidential, Avi, VIP, super low down. No one's going to know. And it's convenient, professional, and most importantly, affordable. Because y'all know I believe that therapy should be a right, not a privilege. So I want you to start living your happier life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. Join over one million people, including me, taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com. H-E-L-P dot com slash C-I. 
By the way, did you know that so many people have been using BetterHelp? Now, I know what you're thinking. Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots? Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress-balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or, like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. That they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states? Ha! Yeah, like, you know, I'm already thinking about all the jobs you could do with having, like, a film and food background. Like, not not just background, but, like, the two, like, top, top fucking places. Like, you could go work anywhere you fucking want. Now. Yeah, and, and it's, it's pretty cool because, like, I'm at a really great company. Now it's huge in its own way. I work at Freshly, and Freshly is, like, they make, like, um, chef-prepared meals that you can, like, order and, like, you warm them at home. And it's like, I had make- Freshly for a long time. Yeah. It, yeah, so it's really good. Not everyone, it's like not for everyone. I, you know, different people love certain things. Yeah. But it, they make they make millions of meals every single week that they send out. So oh, it's like shit. it's so it's like again, it's like it's cool to be part of this big and like learn about the whole another like, yeah. Yes, because we made the ads for food or ad for we were at an ad agency basically with yeah. creative art artistic control. Yeah. But this was like now we're actually selling products. So I'm like learning right. all these different things that hopefully I'm planning. I'm I'm. It's all coming together one day, Kelsey. Yes. Don't you worry. Well, I, like, is Freshly based out of where you are now? Or are uh, you well, able to do your work kind of anywhere? 
So Freshly is in Maryland and in New York and How in. Funny. So they, they're in New York, uh, Commerce, California, uh, Savage, Maryland, and um, and we're opening one in Georgia, one in Jersey. Oh wow! So Holy they, shit. they have a lot of like because like they're doing so much food. They're not right? a startup anymore. They're no, like because a full on. They were they were invested, so they have yeah. much more money now. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're they're pretty good. Um, yeah, you're like and, I'm here now, so duh. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, what's interesting is so even though I have like I'm helping to build a, a video system for them, hopefully, yeah. but I'm actually my actual role is I'm an R and D chef. So like I, my actual wow. like day job that means is, research is, and development for people who don't know. Yeah, so basically what it is is, um, so Freshly sends out millions of meals every single week and we always have new things on the menu. So me and a group of eight other chefs, we oh design God. the meals that get sent out. So like we, we like so create them. Cool. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if, wait, how long have you been there? Cause I wonder, I just stopped my Freshly shit when we moved. So I wonder yeah. if I ever got like anything you made. No, I don't, well, it definitely, so like, and we also planned so far in advance. So the ones I'm developing oh. won't come out probably for like a oh, few months. Oh, okay. And I, and I've been there, I've been here for four months now. Okay, then definitely, probably, yeah. no, Cuspy. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. missed each other. But that would have been pretty crazy. If I was like, yeah, wait yeah. a minute, my steak and <laughs> asparagus last night was you? This reminds me of when I was in interviews. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so I want to I wanna pivot a little bit just to talk about, like, the Hell's Kitchen experience. Like, yes. Uh, we decided pre-recording, we're not going to tell you guys because we want you to watch, obviously. And it's on, like, Hulu... Pluto, uh, it's yeah, every fucking and Fox, and they put clips of me messing up on everywhere too. So. Oh my god! Well, like, who has cable that's our age? Do you have cable? Yeah, no. Okay, exactly. No. So like, go so watch I, I your do, YouTube TV. Show. I do YouTube TV. Oh, okay, there you go. And so obviously, everyone wants to know the tea and like, what is Gordon Ramsay really like, and how did that go? So let's start. Like, how did you get on this show? So, I've never watched the show ever in my entire what? life. That probably would have been a smart thing to do. Uh, yeah, Matthew, so I, of course I have I've to. I have to reprimand you. You wait, wait, but like as a Food Network hoe and like like yeah. you love food shows, you never watch Hell's Kitchen. No, so so funny enough, right? Like I've obviously I've heard of it and I've seen clips, but I've never yeah. watched like a full episode ever. Oh my, I'm um, obsessed. There yeah, was everyone a, loves it. Yeah, it's great. Everyone loves it. But, you know, as a kid, I loved watching food TV. And I, I never got, I loved Iron Chef America. And I yeah. never got into Hell's Kitchen just because I'm a nice guy. And, you, and again, we'll it's talk intense. about it. It's called it's Hell's intense. Kitchen. <laughs> I know. So I'm not very smart. No, but um, like, why do I want to stress myself out there? Yeah. Exactly. But, but so I, it wasn't for me. And I don't love yeah. yelling. And, and yeah. so I was like, you know, I didn't ever really watch it. Yeah. And I know, I know reality TV also is like not really real, especially no, after what yeah. we do. So it, it wasn't as real to me as other food shows I right. would have been watching. Sure. Um, but, uh, and so I didn't apply. Um, I was reached out to, to be on it. Like oh I got like a message on, on like Instagram and email. <gasps> and, and basically I, at the time, I didn't know it was Young Guns. Uh -huh. But now it makes sense. They wanted young people that were yeah. doing different things, right? And so right. they wanted, you know, um, so, okay. They wanted uh, an eclectic I, mix of yes. experiences and backgrounds. Yes. Yeah. So, and they wanted people that seemed young and doing young food things, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, they said, hey, do you want to be on the show? And I said, and this was after I left BuzzFeed, right? So yeah. I think if, if I had a full-time job at the time, you I wouldn't have, have left. Yeah. Um, and I was freelancing in LA and I was, do, I was just starting the interviews. So I was yeah. like doing fun stuff. And at the time I was like, I thought it was going to be filmed that summer and then released that summer. So I was like, well, you know, like even if I do bad, like it'll maybe a job will come up from that or like yeah. some opportunity. I was like, yeah. whatever. It'll be fun. I've done competitions before. It's not yeah. that hard. Um, but then COVID hit, right? So we, <gasps> we 
So like, so oh. we filmed, we, we filmed it. Um, and then they said, okay, you're not going to be on season 19, you're going to be on season 20. And it'll probably release in, um, uh, end of 2019 or in April of 2020. Oh my God. I didn't so, even think about this happened yeah. with the show that I'm on, which like, I don't know how, why it fucking matters, but apparently like viewership is different during COVID? Like, what was the thing they, what was the excuse they gave you for changing around the time? Uh, my guess is that they just, like, the world shut down. So, like, we, yeah. we, because we already had filmed it, but maybe they didn't know how to do the whole editing thing. And mm -hmm. so, and I, I think also because viewership, they wanted to make sure, like, because also, because on eyes. the show, yeah, they didn't on know the show, and on the show, we were, like, in a, a restaurant together and no yeah. masks. So, right. actually, they wanted to wait till things kind of settled right. down. And um, they could say, like, this was shot pre-COVID or, like, under COVID or safety. Or yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but so then, but then for me, because I know I did terrible, uh, I, it was, like, torture for two oh years. Oh, my and you, God. Just you can't waiting. talk about it. You can't talk about it. I couldn't, you know, ah. I, say, I, I couldn't, like, talk to friends or family about it. And it just was, like, and... You know, as you've said, I'm I'm am I'm a perfectionist. Yes. So, uh, I wanted to be seen doing well, and mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna give any spoilers. But no basically, spoilers, but uh, every single thing that could have gone wrong went wrong. <laughs> oh, everything, everything, Kelsey. Oh, not no. Yeah, and then and even and then the moments that I thought were like kind of my redeeming because I would like make fun of myself. You know, I was like, ah, oh, that was bad. Like in the interview. Didn't use any of that. Of course so, not. So it just looked like I was like dumb and like did oh, terrible. Oh no! Which like and you're I a know. Producer too. So you're yes. like thinking in your head how you would show this character yes. like your journey, and then to see what yes. you have no control. I'm sure was absolutely torture for you. And like during my interviews, I was like talking to the producers, being like, "Oh, like oh, you know, I know what it's like," you know. And they were like, and it was so it was funny, and I, I just now and. If I'm being honest, there yes. were many dark days because oh, um, yeah. I was I was like I had I had so I had told one like kind of mentor of mine, mm -hmm. um, and he kind of scared me. He was like, "This might ruin your entire career," oh, and I was like, "And yeah, yeah." And and um, and then so it was important to me to so that's why I start, I made sure I put dinner views out and wrote my book because I was like I I love food and I'm I had now yeah. I obviously have a job in food, right. and it doesn't and now that it's like I'm you're. I'm, I'm out. I can say I'm yeah, out. Yeah, you so can So I'm, I'm out. Like, life is fine. There was like some mean comments and some like weird death threat stuff. But nothing. Oh, weird yeah. death threat stuff. Oh, Jesus. I mean, people were really, really, really mean, but I just didn't respond. I blocked yeah. comments. You got to block and, and delete. And life moves on. And, yeah. and I'm doing great in my life. Yeah. And what are they doing who are saying mean stuff? So We fucking basement yeah. dwellers. We Exactly. They're just, some, be, you know. yeah. They're just angry um, little people. Exactly. And so, yeah, and, and I, I have a great job at a great food company and I'm doing what I want. And, and then what's great was all that pressure of like, Ugh. I have to create my own whatever. Now I have, you know, two seasons of dinner views out and I have a book. And like, I so was it's like, wow. Say, like, like in that time, you really, again, it's not surprising to me that you had this incredibly locked great plan A, just the way that like when you know you wanted to go to CIA, you were like, I'm going to do yeah. everything in my power to make it be so that my future is this and it like yeah. doesn't surprise me at all that you created a an amazing pot it's a visual podcast that i was on the second season dinner views on your youtube channel you can check it out below links blah, 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 blah. and then you also made a action adventure ya yes praxin the hazardous countdown tell me about this it's stunning by the way thank you my friend megan did the work um well, okay. Holy so basically, shit, that thing's thick. Yeah, it's a real ass book. Holy fuck. Yeah. 
So basically, I had this story in my head since CIA. I, yeah. it was, it, um, I was sitting in a really boring economics class at a mm. culinary school. Uh-huh. Um, and because of how the schedule is, the, our, our academic classes can sometimes be longer. So this yeah. economics class was three hours long. Oh, no, no, no. So no. I was like kind of falling asleep. But my, my brain kind of like I had like a daydream. And I was kind of thinking, and this was like when the 2016 election was happening. <sighs> so I was kind of like, and everyone was saying those things of like, how are kids in the future going to view this time? Like, you know, be on the right, right side of history or whatever. Right. And I was saying this economics class and I was like, what would a school be like years from now, centuries yeah. from now? And what would kids in that school think about our time? Yeah. And then, then my, my brain just like exploded with all these ideas. Um, and so, yeah, so basically the story is about four genetically evolved teenagers that go to a wow. school 1400 years in the future. Wow. Yeah, and um, and it's it's the school is called the Superior Institute of Young Trioka, and oh it's this God. little thing. It's on the it's on the top of it's like sitting over Lake Superior, which is like where oh, I'm where I'm from. Very um, beautiful. And yeah, and and there's a ton of action. There's like um like fighting, and basically like this kid Philo is from uh-huh. our time. Uh huh. And he finds oh, out like oh, so he goes to the I won't say yeah. anything but he goes to that time and yeah so basically if i can so it's it's four genetically evolved teenagers that go to school in the future and they learn how to become time traveling historical agents classic and his parents were agents and they were killed on some mission he doesn't know that he's like an orphan he doesn't know anything mm. like a, a kid in foster and a, a kid in foster care yeah. um, and these kids all live in the future Um, and then, um, he makes a little, like, so he does like a little thing at school and he has to like talk about his life and basically he gets whisked away to the future and has to go to school and learn how to become an agent. This is like a dream. It's like Harry Potter, Hunger Games, like it's very, uh, futuristic, like, I want to say post-apocalyptic, but I don't know if that's true. But it's, it's like, like post-post-apocalyptic. Post-post-apocalyptic. It, because it ends up, because they actually live like in a harmonious future so oh. far or whatever. It's oh, like, so death and destruction has already happened. Yes. Trump already ruined the world. Got it. Yes, exactly. Literally, yeah. exactly. Oh, there you go. But I mean, like, that that's very up my alley in terms of, like, the wish fulfillment. Like, yep. who didn't want to go to fucking Hogwarts? Who didn't exactly. want to, like, go uh, compete in the Hunger Games? I mean, maybe not compete. I would rather maybe be like one of the fashionable people, but whatever that like, that's a thick ass book. And it's yeah. one of a series, Six. right? Yes. So when do you have time to be a chef and fucking writing and dinner? Like wh- what drugs are you on? I'm high on life. I literally do oh. nothing. I, I, I know it's so lame. I mean, I don't have no. a huge social life, but, um, Same, uh, no. like yeah, this yeah. is the most I've talked to someone all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, there's there's gonna be six books, and um, there's tons of food in it, obviously. obviously. So like the the this kid, his mother is a chef, and she's like in the in the book, and she works at the school. She's like the cafeteria oh, lady, great. basically. Great. Um, and there's lots of food in it because for me, so okay, so I wrote it because I wanted to create a story that I was inspired by, and right. it's like a mixture of all my favorite stories. So yeah. Harry Potter, Hunger Games, Avatar: Last Airbender, all the things that I loved. I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't copy them, but like all the things right. that no, I was inspired by. Of course. Yeah, and yeah. I put it all into one thing. Added food. It's from my home state. It's like you made um, a recipe. Yeah. Made a meal of your favorite dishes. Yes, <laughs> and then so my, then like my long term goal is to make sure all the books are published, and then yeah. I have I've been talking with Nikki, talking. I'm trying to like get inspiration on how I then pitch to studios, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And then for me, if it ever does become successful one day, I can make restaurants or I can make recipe videos from the book, right? That's so. So cool. I'm trying to tie it all together. I um, have the Harry Potter unofficial Harry Potter cookbook, and 
I want to make an official one for mine, right? I was so, going like, to say, you'd do the opposite. Right. That's yeah. amazing. And I could see like studio, like, you know, a studio picks it up and then you get like a, a little corner in Universal where it's like your food section yeah. and it's just, you got the ride and everything. There's restaurants, there's like restaurants and little cafes and stuff in the book. So it's like, I, I thought about all those things because for me, I was like, I try to be really business, you know, mm-hmm. BuzzFeed, you're very data oriented yes. uh-huh. and like, I, I'm, I'm, I love business and you know, everything. Yeah. So I was like, as I was writing the book, I was like, how can I jam pack in creative moments, like quotable moments that will, yeah. like, people will put on t-shirts and how can I make, you know, make visual, beautiful, like um, locations that uh-huh. could be made into sets, that could be made into restaurants right. and like all these things that I want man. to, yeah, I want to like have it be as real as possible when you're reading it so you can see it come to life. Um, yeah. either in an animation or real yes. life or whatever. Oh, you know, I could totally see it as animated and yeah. like total side inside baseball, like side chat. Like you should be hitting the animation game hard right now because animation is like getting picked up left and right. I Help um, me. I don't, I'm trying to figure this out by myself. I don't know how to do it. I need to read the book. I need to buy okay. it. It's on Amazon, right? Amazon, some select bookstores, but I would, Amazon's easiest for right it, now. I I'm know, doing it all right? myself. <laughs> I'm always like, fuck Jeff Bezos, but like, yeah. buy my book on Amazon and it's going to like help your mental health. Um, yeah. I never got to like, we're almost wrapped up, which fucking, I can't believe how fast this went. It's also just like good to catch up with a friend. But it I want to ask like, how does being gay tie into the world of culinary arts? Because I feel yeah. like it's, it's one of those things where people don't talk about it, but like there's been queer people cooking forever since the beginning of time so like how does your identity as a queer person help or or you know how do you how do you incorporate that into i don't want to say like how do you make your food so gay but like well is your food a little gayer (laughs) yeah so i would say there's been so many good things and then some of course negative things as well Mm -hmm. the first thing i'll say is a lot of gay chefs don't make rainbow food (laughs) (laughs) not everyone's doing a rainbow cake no or like rainbow grilled cheese like it's like it's like what yes right um but so basically uh as an example at cia right a lot there would of course there are like gay chefs um and um but stereotypically there would be a lot like we had culinary arts and baking and pastry at cia so i would say there was there would be a larger amount of gay men in in baking and pastry sometimes because do we have a gay icon chef oh um kat cora and burrell are they all lesbians? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, do we have like a male gay icon chef? Um, I'm trying. That's why I was asking. I was like, who? Uh, yeah, t- uh, Ted Allen. I'm um, from Chopped. He is. Um, oh, I feel like a lot of the judges and critics. But yes. yeah, okay. Yeah, there and there's. I'm sure there's more. I'm. Yeah. I need. I'm some. Sometimes I'm too involved in my own world. I don't always. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big groupie. I shouldn't know. I, I see. As again, so Gordon Ramsay, like everyone loves him. I was very. You were like. Ambivalent. I was like, you're being mean to me. But Oh yeah, like, what so was he as mean as everyone thinks or was it just a camera thing? Because he's really nice, I've heard. I'm in real life, I'm sure outside the show he's great. It was hell full, full hell the entire time <laughs> for me. But I didn't do well, so he had right to be so there you bad go. at me. He had to yeah. up. Okay. Um it was just it was just too much. It was too stressful and I'm I prefer taking my time and doing things well. We had no yeah. time, too many cameras, nope. too much Everything's yelling. On fire. Yeah. But whatever. I'm lucky you that I have other with all your fingers. Thank God. Okay. Barely, you know, Barely. Uh, but at least I had other, you know, if I had only done that and there was no other like food oh, videos of me, like, thank never, God. I, yeah. Right. So thank God I have other things to show I can actually cook, you know? Yeah. Amen. Um, but then, so yeah, but for being gay, like, um, so I would say sometimes in, in some kitchens I've worked in, there could be some F-bombs yeah, thrown around, some like homophobic, misogynistic things. Even sometimes like even in good settings, they make jokes 
yeah. and they don't always say it or they don't I don't they don't catch it I don't catch it until I'm like oh shit I should have said something and, and it's um, like it's like they're again this is from like reading Anthony Bourdain stuff it's almost like they think of it as like it's locker room talk like even exactly. the gay guys are are dropping the the bombs it's like a family and I'm like I that never sat well with me yeah, it's very machismo. If if it's if it's if you're in the stereotypical aggressive right, kind right. of health kitchen like yeah. thing. But what's great is, you know, the the show talked about how it's like, you know, the future of food that yes. you know, and but 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 the thing that's interesting is actually I kind of think the way that that show and that kitchen is run, that's actually kind of the past of food. Right. Cuz a, a lot more a lot more things in food in the future are more positive, more there's yes. a lot more women running kitchens who aren't terrible people. Yes. Um, collaborative, and, very like yes. calm. If you look at like yes. younger chefs kitchens, they're very like Yes. clean and like calm and like yes. um, mindful I guess mm-hmm. and a lot of the um, and I would say a lot of the most um, groundbreaking chefs in the world are gay chefs or queer there you chefs go. There you so go. like and I like to think of myself as hopefully one of those who like can yeah. do do their own path right yeah. queer people are used to doing yes. things their own way and have to figure right. out outside of the box yeah. um, but then also me being one of the queer chefs in um, a more male-dominated kind of husky yeah. space, I'm the one that can teach them how to yes. be more respectful and how to, hey, don't say those things. And if they say gross things about ladies, I can be like, um, would you, like if I did that to <laughs> no, you? No, 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 sir. <laughs> if, if I did that to you, would you like that? And, That's you know, amazing. And, and, and so it's just about um, kind of sharing my experience. And then also, yeah. even though I am gay and I, I think I'm a little more feminine than most, um, uh, I'm still like, a, di- a big You're the strong ass. guy yeah. and I can fuck can someone up if they ass, yeah. <laughs> and I admit I never studied martial arts but I can write about it and kick butt you know so like there you go I, and I'm I mean I've I've when I was in, I don't know this is a funny small short story yeah but when I was bullied as a kid for being chubby and um and my lisp and being gay yeah. blah blah I once literally spin kicked someone across the face oh and knocked God. and knocked them out I was <laughs> I was in a I was in a, a phase of my life where I really loved Power Rangers. So this oh, kid was who did it right? Yeah. So we were on like the like a Catholic school playground, and this kid oh, was making fun of me. My God. I spun kick, kicked him across the face, and knocked him out. That is the gayest way to knock someone out, too. Is you fucking yes. spun kicked him? Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a better like imagery to end on with you because I want every person to walk away from this thinking Matthew Francis the gay spin kick media conglomerate famous chef that's me. <laughs> all right Matthew I can't believe an hour has gone by I'm so sad because it's been so fantastic talking to you but where can the confidants check you out give us all the things tell us where uh, all the different facets we can well play. you can watch on Hell's Kitchen but don't come at me with mean comments. I will delete Don't them. Judge him. Yeah. Yes. I, and watch my real things. You yes. can watch. So my Instagram is Matthew Francis J, as well as TikTok. And then my YouTube is just like search for my name, Matthew Francis or Chef or and whatever. And I have a whole show called Dinner Views, which is two seasons. Kelsey is on it. That's She's right. on episode two of season two. And I had Katia y Pepe. And yes. was it, what did um, you make dessert? A deviled egg salad. And <gasps> then. Yes, oh, a deviled egg cob salad and then fluffer nutters. Oh, bitch. Yes. How could I forget? I was a little drunk, wasn't I? Yeah, but that was, was great. I I, but that we, made it even better. That was, it was even better. Oh, my yeah. God. It just, um, my mouth is watering even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, so that, that's on YouTube. Yes. And there's also an Instagram for that called at Dinner Views. And okay. if you didn't know, Dinner Views, it's like dinner and interviews, you know. Ah, not the view that you get at your restaurant, your dinner. Or at one day, maybe I'd love to do that. There you go. It also can be views uh, during dinner, like point of view over dinner, but oh, dinner interviews. Multifaceted. Yeah. You picked yeah. a good name. Yeah. And then the book you can find on Amazon and it's um, also on Instagram. It's at Prax series. 
Um, and yeah, and please read the book and, and come say hi to me. I'm going to keep creating food and stories yeah. and having fun. I can't wait to interview you again in like five years and like be like, can you please invite me to your thing? I want to come. Yeah. I want to eat your yeah. food. I, wait, Ditto. Wait, hold on. Let me just ask like, a, like, let me rapid fire a couple questions. Okay, ready? Yeah. ready? Uh, what's your favorite food? Um, Korean bosom and kimchi. Oh my, that was like amazing. Um, um, what's your favorite cuisine to cook? Um, I'd say Mediterranean and Korean. Ooh, okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, yes. Ooh, that was really controversial. Um, okay. Um, 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 you're spinning two plates and one has a cake on it and one has, um, um, a bunt cake. Um, which one are you letting fall to the ground? Both. I hate cake. <laughs> oh my God, you hate cake? I Ooh. want the savory. Oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. Um, 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 salt or pepper? Salt. Okay, that's that's all I can think of. <laughs> great, great. I was like, wait, we just had a whole food podcast. I didn't ask you anything about like your food preferences. Jesus Christ. Well, there we go. We had a fun little game here. Uh, confidants, please go check out Matthew's stuff. He's so great. Such an inspiration, like really hardworking, such a great role model, and just someone who you should like have in your feed anyway. So please go check him out. And uh, don't forget to rate this podcast uh, five stars. Uh, if it's not five stars, please don't rate it at all because I'm very sensitive. Speaking of being sensitive, the merch is out. Get your I'm Sensitive merch. Get the book. Get Matthew's book. We're two authors here just hanging out, hanging, talking food stuff. Um, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Matthew. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 